Today, we'll talk about what you need to know to start having those conversations with your kids to teach them how to be financially savvy. Welcome to Simplify and Enjoy, the podcast and community focused on helping families have less stress and more options through minimalism and financial independence. I'm your host, El Martinez. This podcast is sponsored by Coastal Credit Union. Coastal's mission is to help you live a better life by offering you a better way to bank. Find out how at bankbetter.org. One of our responsibilities as parents is to teach our kids essential skills they need and finances are a part of that. Good or bad, if you look at how you handle money, you probably see the impact of your own parents. Our example is a crucial part of teaching them, but we also have to consider those conversations we have with our kids about money. What lessons are we passing on to them? How can we guide them to not just be financially savvy, but also thoughtful with how they use their money? It's something we talk about from time to time, Our two daughters are now 10 and 7. They've had their allowances for a few years, and overall, they're getting the hang of it. Now, we're trying to figure out how to approach other financial topics, like showing them more of the family budget in a way that's engaging to them. Thankfully, there are some really great resources out there that can make those conversations easier. In this episode, we'll get into creating a flexible game plan of topics and when to introduce them to your kids, discussing some of the big questions parents have about allowances, and how to ease your kids into the family budget so that they can be ready when they leave the house to create their own. There's a lot to cover, so let's get started. One of the common hangups parents have with introducing finances to kids is that they focus in on the numbers. I get it. That's the part we see, right? When you're balancing your budget, watching your investments, and saving up for something, we're reviewing the numbers. So you may want to jump in a super basic budget, teach them not to overspend their allowance, but for most kids, that's not going to get them on board. Actually, one of the first things to do is to take a step back from the numbers and discuss the lens of how we manage our money, our family values. Once you take care of the essentials like food, housing, and clothes, where are you spending your money and why? What matters most to you? Having that reflection will help you be better able to explain to your kids why the budget looks the way it does. Maybe you love to travel, and so that's where your money is going. Maybe you're foodies. And going out and trying something different is one of the joys that you have as a family. When you understand these priorities, you can then show your kids that money is more than just budgets. They can prioritize it based on their values. It also gives you a leg up on finding a way to introduce it at their level. One of the best ways we found talking to our girls about finances is tying it to something they love and are interested in. Our very first conversations about a budget wasn't quite about a budget. It was actually over snacks. When our oldest was three going on four, she would ask us to buy this, that, and every snack. We decided to give her a snack budget for the week. She had around $5 that she could spend, and we would show her the prices and compare how much she could get of each of them 
depending on how much you wanted. It was very basic, but it was at a level she understood and it was something that she cared about. Now our girls are older, so they're more into video games, animation, art supplies. So when we discuss savings and finances, it's tied to those topics. Find something that your kids love and use that to start teaching them about finances. Is there a summer program they would love to join in they're excited about? Would they like to upgrade their gaming system, phone, laptop, whatever it is? Take that as an opportunity to teach the foundational pieces of finances through that lens. Another way you can begin having those conversations, if you don't know where to start, is with games. No, I'm not talking about Monopoly. I have yet to play a game Monopoly with a group of friends that we're all still happy at the end of the game. But there are some fantastic options out there. Some of them are specifically designed to open up those conversations with your kids about money and give them practice. Cash Crunch Jr. is one of those games. I found it incredibly useful because it's easy to set up And as they're playing, they're getting helpful skills like tracking their money, saving, giving gifts, and thinking before spending their cash. And it's also fast moving, so you can do a game or two in the evenings. The idea with games like this is that you're talking about the principles of money in a relaxed setting while they're having fun. Not only are you passing on a lesson, but you're also conveying that money talks don't have to be boring or stressful. Let's talk about some of the most common questions I get when it comes to teaching kids about money, specifically with allowances. When should we start? How much is enough? Should they be tied to chores? All of these are great questions and things we've discussed and we continue to adjust as our girls grow up. In the book, The Opposite of Spoiled, which you should definitely read when you have the chance, Ron Lieber discusses how allowances can be a powerful tool in helping kids use money to learn about positive values, including generosity and entrepreneurship. When should you start an allowance? Experts suggest that you should begin around the time they start kindergarten, but as a parent, you'll have a clearer idea of what your kids can handle. We did a very small allowance when the girls were around preschool age. It was really simple, but also a good way for them to take responsibility while buying their own snacks. This is also a good time, if you haven't already, to open a savings account for them. They can get into the habit of stashing away cash for their goals and tracking their progress. How much should their allowances be? As you might guess, there's a wide range of what families pay with allowances and how they do it. When I was digging around, I found that a weekly allowance on average is about 50 cents to a dollar per year of their age. If you have a six-year-old, that translates to three to six dollars a week. If you have a 10-year-old, it's around five to 10 a week. Of course, again, you're going to tailor it to your kids, but the idea is that you give enough in the allowance so if they're saving up for a purchase, they can get it in a reasonable time. And that last part, should we tie our kids' allowance to chores? That's a big topic for a lot of parents, and there's definitely pros and cons 
For some, they feel like the allowances should be tied up with the chores to teach them to work for pay. Others feel like they should be completely separate. And then others have a hybrid where there are some core chores that are required regardless of the allowance situation and other chores where the kids can earn extra money. That's the one we fell in. Right now, their allowance are not tied to chores. We're a family, and to keep things manageable and to keep things running, we all have to contribute. We expect the girls to take care of the essentials, tidy up their room, take care of their cat, and weekly assignments with cleaning up around the house. That's going to be done regardless if they get an allowance or not. If they skip out on their chores, and yes, it does happen on occasion, then we take away a privilege like tablet time. Now, we do have some extra chores that means extra money for them. They tend to be seasonal work or special projects like prepping the garden for planting or raking the leaves in the fall when we need that extra help. That's the balance we found that's right for our family. Hopefully that gives you some guidelines on what could be a good fit for your family. With the girls a little bit older and having their allowance, we're now at the stage where our girls have a pretty good understanding of savings and can do a really basic budget for their goals. What we're discussing now and figuring out is how to be more transparent with them, particularly with our oldest, on things like the family budget. It's important for us to have them comfortable with budgeting as they get older and become adults. We feel like the best way to do that is for them to have a clear idea of what it actually takes to keep things running. So taking our own advice, I decided to introduce a game with them. I gave them an index card, and I asked them to come up with numbers on three expenses that we have, our mortgage, groceries, and the last time we ate out. They had to guess how much each of them cost. The winner got a prize. In case you're curious about their answers, you can check out the show notes or Instagram later this week. Let's just say we have some work we're going to be doing. Going forward, I'm going to let them know what the average monthly budget is and keep them in the loop if we have any special expenses coming up. By easing them into it, we're hoping that they become more comfortable with asking about the numbers and maybe finding some ways where we can save or reallocate towards our goals. Now, if you're looking for tools to help you and your kids manage your money much easier, there are some great ones out there. Two of my favorites are Goal Setter and FamZoo. We use FamZoo as a way to easily manage allowances so that it divides up automatically to spending, saving, and sharing. And there's so much more you can do with that. You can set it up so your kids can have some parent-paid interest on their savings, reimbursements of family expenses, and also if you decide to do like a small loan with your kids, you can do that. Goal Setter is another wonderful tool for families. As the name suggests, you can create a goal and work together on saving up for it. As an added bonus, friends and family can chip in. I think both of these are fantastic options for families looking to work together on their goals and get their kids more financially savvy. If you're like us, you probably have quite a number of accounts between the two of you, including your old 401ks. It can be difficult to stay on top of everything, especially when your old employer switches providers, which is what happened with my husband. 
Here's where our sponsor Capitalize can help. Capitalize helps you find and roll over an old 401k into an IRA of your choice for free. They handle the entire process. And yes, that includes calling your old employer or the 401k provider on your behalf. If you're ready to make managing your old 401ks much easier, find out more at simplifyandenjoy.com slash capitalize. Before we wrap up, I want to focus on a few key takeaways I picked up as I was working on this episode. The first is focus on values over numbers. Naturally, as you're discussing allowances and budgets, the numbers are going to fall into place. But the initial conversations and the focus of why you're budgeting the way you do should have your priorities and values reflected in them. This can be a great example for your kids as they start preparing to work on their own finances. That leads to the second point. It's a combination of your example and the conversations that really matter to your kids. They're going to watch what you do and how you handle the budget. But having these conversations explaining why you did this or why we're saving up for this or spending less on this area gives them a better understanding that money is a tool to help them reach their particular goals so they can focus on the people and the projects that matter most to them. The final takeaway is incentivize good behavior. We as adults know that the interest rates right now aren't great on savings, but we do want our kids to get into the habit. So we can encourage that behavior by boosting a parent-earned interest rate on what they save. If you're using tools like Goal Setter or FamZoo, it is easy to set up. For every dollar your kid puts in, you can come up with a rate that seems fair and that will encourage them to become savers. I know we just scratched the surface. There's so many different topics that we can cover when it comes to kids and money. If you want to discuss this further, come join us in our private Facebook group over at Thriving Families. It's free and it's fun. We're there to swap ideas, stories, and tips about how we're helping our kids reach their personal goals and how to work together as a family. Just head over to simplifyandenjoy.com slash FB. We'd love to see you there. I hope this episode jumpstarts or enhances your conversations with your kids to get them more interested in the family finances. As always, I'll have links in the show notes with all the resources and tools we cover today, plus more over at Simplify and Enjoy. Next week on the podcast, we're diving into the listener mailbag, answering your questions about family finances, and there's still a chance to get yours in. If you're already getting our weekly newsletter, go ahead and hit reply to any one of them to send yours in. I read them all. Or if you prefer to be anonymous, I have a small form that you can quickly fill out at simplifyandenjoy.com slash mailbag. Our theme was by Staircases with additional music from various artists over at Audio. Finally, and most importantly, Thank you so much for your support. I hope you have a wonderful week. Take care.